You need to know who this one person is so that you can speak directly to their frustrations, the problems that are keeping them awake, what it is that they want, their desires, their aspirations. And when you know who that one person is, you're able to clearly articulate that. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab for the second time this week. Great to have you joining me, Tim. Good to be back again, Sam. How are you? I'm doing really well, thank you. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased that the construction next door has stopped conveniently for us to record. Exactly. We were a little worried there for a minute, weren't we? <laughs> Hashtag podcaster problems. <laughs> first world problems, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, we do live in the first world. Oh, that's, you know, good to be there. Good to be there. All right. Now, we were having a, a chat uh, off air about uh, a whole bunch of things. <laughs> One of a which lot. was what's, what holds you back? Mm-hmm. I was talking with my clients the other day and we were talking about how a confused buyer can't buy. And I was particularly referencing you know, maybe sales pages or emails where there's multiple call to actions. And when people can't see one single call to action, they get overwhelmed and they take no action. But then I took it one step further and said that a confused business owner or a confused entrepreneur, a confused coach can't sell. And I was absolutely astounded at my genius in saying this. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those epiphany moments where you sit there and go, oh, yeah, maybe I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more so that it had, you know, I've been talking about this for years that I see a lot of people that come to me that say, you know, I need leads. And what is the underlying core problem of this is that they don't actually know what they're selling. And that's what we're talking about here is we've come up with a process to really make sure that you can make sales, you know, right from today. And that the the problem, if you need more sales, may be that you're not entirely sure what it is that you're selling. Um, and th- you might already be feeling a little bit hot under the collar. You know, if I said to you right now, what is your program or what is your product? Who's it for? what's included, what's the cost. If you start to get sweaty hands or, you know, start to get a bit hot under the collar, then this episode may be just for you. Actually, it's interesting you say that, Sam, when I've done this in live networking events and said, what is it that you sell? A number of particularly new business owners, not so much experienced ones, but particularly new business owners who then go into explaining what it is they do Mm, and how they do it as opposed to that, you know, that really clear, crisp one sentence I solved this thing for this person, you know, by this method. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a really good point. And I think, it, I think it's a journey. You know, it's not something that we necessarily know, but we've got six steps here to go through that um, hopefully as you go through them, you will get clarity on what exactly it is that you're doing. And I think, um, 
you know, as you and I were talking about, Tim, understanding that simplicity is the key. I think that we've all, I know I have, I know you have got caught up before, you know, getting caught down this rabbit hole of bespoke products or, you know, many different iterations of a product at different price points and then realizing, no, we need to simplify, cut it back, just stick to our core signature offer so that there's no confusion. I think it's it's a snake that we we all make at different stages of our business. I mean, mm-hmm. I I know I find that I do that in my business from time to time, and mm-hmm. I kick myself when I do it. Mm-hmm. And I know why I do it. Right? It's I, I do it because I really want to help my client. I'm right? so I, glad I you really said that. I really want to see my client yep. succeed, but in doing so, I actually compromise my ability to deliver to my customer effectively and I deliver I compromise actually compromise my business in the process mm-hmm. of pursuing this you know how can I help sort of thing all right and yeah. that's a re- that's a really important core value for what it is that, that that I do here and I know it is for you as well but in doing so actually means I I compromise not only the profitability of my business but you know how well it operates at the same mm. time mm. and every time I every time I catch myself now thinking oh that might need to be bespoke I'm like oh I just stop said it stop just it i just said i just said that word again but it, but it is we we do that very much at the start of our businesses don't we when we don't have these processes down when we don't have our product down we our, our system down our our sales conversion events down we do tend to make stuff up as we go it tends mm-hmm. to be not just bespoke for the customer but it's also bespoke, bespoke for, for us, us. <laughs> yeah and I guess that's part of the the journey that we do go on because as business owners, we learn as we go. And that's an important part of the process. Um, however, I think that we're going to talk about the six ones today. The sooner we can get clear on these six ones, the sooner we're going to get to the final one, which is the the dollar figure that we're looking for or the, the end revenue goal. Yeah. And that, and that, uh, that comes with obviously a great deal of impact. Mm-hmm. As well. Absolutely. Now, what, is, what is that? What is that magic number, Sam? <laughs> that magic number is one million dollars. <laughs> a million dollars. Is that slightly better? It's like you know when they you hear ads for like you know seven minute abs. What's better than seven minute abs? Six minute abs. <laughs> <laughs> And a big a, fat serve of a lie as if that's right? going to happen. <laughs> I can't believe it. Actually, I reckon that $1 million will just become a, a thing at some point. I mean, once upon a time, it was almost impossible to be a millionaire, right? A millionaire was something that was was definitely out of reach. Um, just about everyone who owns property now is a millionaire, aren't they? That's exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, in Sydney, you have to be, don't you? I think in Canberra, it's the same. You can't get anything for less than a million dollars now. It's getting close to that, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about these six ones. And I just want to reference, you know, the person that you and I, Tim, learnt this or heard this from originally is Taki Moore. So we want to reference him here. We've changed it a little, but I did hear this originally um, and learnt this through him. It's it's really got merit because it does come back to that simplification of business. And I know you were talking with Taki recently about this whole simplification. And we do have this propensity as business owners 
to overcomplicate things, mm, right? Mm-hmm. We, we think it needs to be harder than it really should and, you know, we've got lots of different lead channels. And, yeah, there's certainly merit, I think, in having more than one lead magnet that, you know, if someone's not interested in the first one, maybe they're interested in the second. And we do that, right? Yes. You, you and I are both on multiple different channels. Uh-huh. But at the core of it, if we did actually simplify this down, it would both make our life easier in many ways, uh- as well, wouldn't it? Well, if I think back to when I first started, I was on one channel. The only channel I was was on Facebook. Mm. I I really, you know, we, we're not in the generation that were born into and grew up around the online world. We're of the age <laughs> where we used to get our fingers caught in between the keys of an old typewriter <laughs> or where we put a pencil <laughs> in a cassette. <laughs> I do remember doing that. I, I, I never got my fingers stuck in a typewriter. Jesus, how old are you? <laughs> Come on. I went to a public school that didn't have good funding. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, exactly. So I, did, I was only on Facebook to start with because I really had to learn and understand what it was all about. So, yes, you're right. Whilst we're on multiple platforms now, we didn't start on multiple platforms on day one. That There was a... A, a general a learning and you know we got to the point that we're at now yeah yeah but I think even even as mature business owners now that's a good thing to keep in mind that you know and and when you assess what you're doing is that am I just adding unneeded complexity into my business or does mm-hmm. this actually really add value into into my process not only for us but for our clients as well Absolutely. Let's really peel this back or pair this back and and bring the simplicity in. I am a big believer in simplicity in business. We've come up with six ones that we believe that you need to pair back to. So let's start with the first one. And this is, I am a big believer of this, one person. Who is the one person that you're selling to? Because if you're not sure who that one person is, you're unable to speak to them in a way that they can hear. Mm. I think it's a, that's a challenge. <laughs> and again, because we want to help people as entrepreneurs, we uh, we tend to be too broad with this. We tend mm-hmm. to think that one person is everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I help someone. I mean, <laughs> one the other day, a, a networking pitch. I help people with skin. I help people with skin. <laughs> <laughs> Which Excellent. Is, which is uh, which is reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to meet the person without skin. I think that would that would be uh, yeah, that would be bit, quite stressful. A bit, a bit weird. Okay. Mm. I mean, if as opposed to helping people without skin, I guess that's mm. a that's a, a niche as well. But mm-hmm. it is coming back to that. You know, who is that one person that you help? And the more specific you are, the more it's actually going to resonate with them mm-hmm. as much as it is with you. The more you understand about your client the more they understand about who you are and what you do as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we do we do tend to think that we're giving up opportunity by doing only one person though. What's your thoughts and on I, that? Oh, look, I've, I've fallen down that rabbit hole before. I decided at one stage, and I talk about this quite often, at the, and it was back in the oh, around 2011, 2012. Um, at that point, I was purely coaching startups. And I decided that I was a little bit bored with that and I would like to coach business owners who'd been around for a little while because I thought that would be a bit more exciting than going through the same challenges that startups have all the time. So I decided to coach all business people. And how did that work out for you, Sam? Hmm, (laughs) Not so well. (laughs) 
it, is, it just means you get to, you, your message gets too diverse and you actually, mm-hmm. oddly enough, you get less of each. Yeah, you think that you're going to get more clients. That was my, my first thought. I want to attract more clients or appeal to more people, but it was the opposite. No one heard me because I was just this drowned out voice in a sea of noise. You know, you need to know who this one person is so that you can speak directly to their frustrations, the problems that are keeping them awake, what it is that they want, their desires, their aspirations. And when you know who that one person is, you're able to clearly articulate that. Yeah. Well, it's a, I know it's a conversation you and I have regularly, you know, with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Who is who is this podcast serving? Mm-hmm. And and who are the clients that we want to serve? And, and lucky enough, <laughs> this is why we're doing so many podcasts together. We're on the same page. You know, we we serve the same clients, but we serve the same clients in slightly different ways. That's right. And and we know who our one person is, and it's actually at the top of our our episode notes as we're delivering our content. <laughs> that one person is is at the top of our spreadsheet to remind us that we're speaking to one person. That's right. Yeah. So That's that right. one person. Let's take that down a little bit deeper. So the second one is one problem. So we're looking at one person with one problem, not, and we're not trying to solve all of the problems. So we're not saying that that person's got only one problem. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that we only want to try and help someone solve one problem. We're not trying to solve a multitude of things. This is a real risk, I think, for business owners to try to solve everything for everybody. Um. I was reflecting just before Christmas as part of my annual review process, what clients we worked really well with and what clients we didn't get the results that we wanted for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was tension in those relationships. And invariably, the ones we had problems with was where we tried to help more. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. And did things that... Yep, absolutely capable of doing, but it's not our genius zone. Be brave and be brutal with it as well. Mm. <laughs> if someone asks you to do something that's a little bit outside your comfort zone, so you, you really should be saying no. Mm. You know, this is the line. And be really clear on the line as well about what it is that you deliver. You know, again, it's something I've been reflecting on around that bespoke implementation, you know, uh, and go, or, or going down a path of, this is our program and this is exactly what we deliver in our program. Mm, mm. I know that going down the program route, as painful as it is for me to you know, admit that to myself, that that's actually going to get, get my business better results. It's going to get not only me better results, it's actually going to get my clients better results as well. Absolutely, which is the third piece. You've just, you've just jumped right in there. We've got one person with one problem. We want to deliver one product or one program. This is the hard, this is like, this is one of the hard things, isn't it? It's, <laughs> we all suffer from these shiny objects. <laughs> going, oh, but I could do that and I could do something else and I could add this in. I think we come back to what's the promise? Mm-hmm. What, are the, what is the thing that we are going to deliver our clients? What is the outcome we're going to create for them? And what is the quickest and easiest path to deliver that thing? Mm. It does not need to be more. Exactly. More delivers, it can deliver overwhelm to your clients, which means they actually receive less results or get less results, which is, a, an, again, it's a weird one to get your head around. So one product. What's number four, Tim? Number four, one platform. Uh, mm. um, I, was in a, I was in a clubhouse room the other day with Perez Hilton. 
right? Mm-hmm. Who's one of their original influences. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, he made this interesting comment about social media now. And he said, the old school ones, <laughs> <laughs> old school, they've been around for like 10, 15 years, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook uh, are becoming very business-like, mm-hmm. right? They're very serious. TikTok, on the other hand, is, you know, what social media was originally. It was fun, mm. right? It was frivolous. It was a nice distraction. But either way, I think we need to understand who that person is and what platform they are on most often, and that's where we need to be. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And just do that one. They may be on several platforms. In fact, they, your, your customer probably is on several platforms. Pick the one platform that they are on most often and be there whether you like it or not. If mm. you don't like Facebook, tough, if that's where your customer is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I hear a lot of my clients saying, my, my client's not on social media. I just want to say nine times out of 10, I prove to them that their client is on social media. They may not be engaging, but they're there. Yeah. So there's, there's very few people that aren't on. And there are some, but there's very few people that aren't on social media. Yeah. We should also keep in mind that social media is not marketing. Mm-hmm. Right? Social media is not the only channels to our customers. If your customers do the crossword in the newspaper every week, Right. Make sure that your message is next to that crossword. If your chat, if your clients are on radio, get on radio. Right. Uh, reach out to a community radio station and see if you can get yourself a like a regular segment. They're crying out for content. Right. So it's not just social media. Look at other channels as well. You know, I had this weirdest moment then where I went crosswords in newspapers. I forgot that they even existed. <laughs> All right. My- <laughs> I had a bright, shiny object there for a minute. I was like, newspapers, crosswords. So, uh, okay, so if Sam is your ideal customer avatar, right? So you don't go to the <laughs> don't go to the newspaper. We suggest, uh, not, we suggest not using newspaper. Probably no. for me as well, right? <laughs> uh, so that's one platform, one sales process. When we came up with this one, it inspired a, a large conversation, which I thought was really interesting, but. This is all about getting one system or one funnel. We didn't want to use the word funnel, but one system of from attraction, taking someone through a process until they come out the other end as a client and having just one sales process. So either, you know, one webinar, one challenge, something that you come up with that you're repeating over and over and over again until you can dial it in and get it to a point where it attracts the right amount and the right kinds of avatar so that you can dial in your conversion event. Yeah. Look, I was talking to literally just before this podcast, I was talking to a yoga instructor in North Carolina mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't have any people in my database. And I said, well, what's your, what's your, what's your process for finding and attracting the people you could sell to because not everyone buys straight away, do they? And she's like, no, very rarely do people buy straight away. And that's the reality, right? People don't buy straight away. We need a process by which we attract, convert, nurture, right? and then get them to raise their hands to, to have that sales event, mm-hmm. that's that conversion event. And if we don't have that in our business, right, we, we leave so much opportunity on the table. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Um, so don't do one webinar and think that doesn't work and then swap to something else. Just keep at it because I see this over and over and over again of people that may get, you know, three people on a webinar, but then the next time they get six and the next time they get 20 and the next time they get 50 and they just get better at better at bringing people to that webinar. They get better and better at converting people off the end of that webinar, but it needs to be a constant learning, tweaking, testing, measuring, changing along the way. And if it needs to be that same process. So choose one process and stick with it and just repeat it over and over and over again. Yes, if you haven't read Napoleon Hill, good to, is it good to great Napoleon Hill? No, that's not Napoleon Hill. That's good the other great one. is um, some, Collins, someone Collins. Jim Collins. Yeah. Not Jim Collins. Uh, what's good to, who's, who does good to? Oh, my goodness. Napoleon Hill. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> Napoleon Hill. What did Napoleon Hill write? <laughs> Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> Think and Grow Rich. That's the one. Think and Grow Rich. But he, he makes a really interesting point in that one around three feet from gold. And that most people, there's a really cool story, I guess, that, you know, the miner goes out there and he digs and digs and digs and digs and stops before he gets to the finish line. Mm. And I think often as business owners, we do the same thing. We, we throw things out all the time. I used to see this, you know, back when I ran my social media site, people would run a campaign, you know, they got some results, but they didn't necessarily get all the results they want, but never actually looked at why it didn't work or why they didn't get the results they want, you know, what needed to tweak. So they'd throw the whole channel out and say, hey, I tried Facebook, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. But but what did you try? You know, the thing you tried then, will that not work now? Because we're constantly seeing this evolution of of what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, as as marketers, which is what we are, we have to continually reinvent ourselves and, and keep testing and measuring to see what's working for us and what's not working for us. Absolutely. So we've got one person with one problem, we're serving them with one product or program, we're speaking with them on one platform, bringing them through one sales process until we reach $1 million. And at that time, we should have everything dialed in. Yep, hopefully. (laughs) Well, you'd think it was dialed in by the time you got to a million dollars from one product or program. When I, you know, when we talk about that, and the, the cool thing about doing podcasts like this is that you actually go, "What am I doing in my process, <laughs> right, to achieve that?" Right? But it, ultimately, it comes down to taking action. If mm-hmm. if, if you're not going to take action on what you hear on this podcast and other podcasts or books that you read, you're not going to get to there. Right? Mm-hmm. You're going to keep reinventing. You're going to keep spinning your wheels and getting nowhere. Mm. And so maybe it is actually that simplification of your process to say, okay, well, maybe I don't need all of these things. Let's just try this one, this one thing, and we'll make that work or iterate it until it, it, it delivers the result we want. Absolutely. I've got a great workshop on how to really dial in that person and that problem, dial down your niche so that you really can understand what that product is. Uh, It's a mini workshop called Clients Next Week. I will make sure that I put a link on the show notes page of this podcast so that you can jump in and do that, that workshop if that is something that you would like to dial in for yourself. Good stuff. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you jump on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. We'd love to uh, hear your thoughts, your insights, your takeaways, what you're going to do 
uh, with the advice you've heard today or, or not, as the case may be, <laughs> if, you, if you completely disagree with us. Um, jump on over there. We'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, you'll find all the other episodes there and a fantastic community of business owners as well. And if you uh, you know someone who would like, this, you know, like to hear this, please share, like, comment, do all the good stuff on all good podcasting channels. Otherwise, we'll see you again next week. Absolutely. Thanks for riffing with me, Tim, on that topic. And thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you next Monday. Ciao, ciao. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.